everybody and welcome to the EC Method. I am one of your coaches, Chloe Maidley. And I am your other coach, Emma Story Gordon. Our goal at the EC Method is to encourage, educate and empower you to get the results that you've always wanted. Listen to our weekly podcasts, go to our website, theecmethod.co.uk or simply follow us on Instagram to get more information. No. Idiot dog. Um, okay, so hello everybody. Welcome to Monday's Live. Welcome to week six. I'm really sorry that every <laughs> everyone was like, where are the workouts? Really late last night and I was lying in bed. I think I was looking at these comments at like 10 p.m. and I was like, oh, what have I done? I've done something wrong. And then I was like, I'll just deal with it tomorrow morning. Thank you for being patient. By 7 a.m. They were all assigned to the right group. <laughs> um there's some new workouts in there too just a bit of quickly admin so like grads who like me like all of us are like in the swing of your happy what weekly workouts have a look you might see something new that you like um and that's it emma any admin from you uh no admin i read a really interesting study this morning it's something that i read ages ago and i've kind of forgotten about it but it came up in a check-in kind of there was someone asking about like why we actually feel good after workouts and most people are like oh it's the endorphins but then I remembered that I'd read something ages ago about like there's numerous hypotheses as to why people feel good after exercise and that to be honest there's probably numerous contributing factors one of the reasons that a runner's high is called a runner's high is because it works on the same system as getting high so the endocannabinoid system yeah And that's quite interesting. And the link that I hadn't made is that you only get high because partly because the endocannabinoid system is activated, you get the munchies. Yeah. Much like when you exercise, you get hungry. You kind of like you get hungry. And like one of the reasons for that is just simply you've expended more energy. So it's like a pretty normal and pretty, you know, useful physiological response when you expend more energy for your body to increase its drive to eat because that's going to make you survive so there's that element of it but then I guess what could explain the overcompensation of that or explain it a little bit more than just the normal drive to eat is this activation of the endocannabinoid system which might give you like something similar to the munchies so I was like huh very great comparison and I'm really happy that you finally learned how to pronounce endocannabinoid I know I know last time we spoke about that was in the first lockdown and you were like and it can and I actually really like it I think it rolls off the tongue really nicely endocannabinoid it sounds like something someone really annoying would talk about a lot which they do that's me hello welcome to the live there's like cbt obsessives and it's like oh fuck off shut up I know. Although there was something weird about that actually not having the same activation on the endocannabinoid. It doesn't. No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. But then, then again, and this is fair to say, it is fair. It's not well enough studied. So you can argue that from either perspective. You know, it, it's just not been well enough studied. Like everything in pregnancy, we don't know. Yeah, we we'll just start. don't know. Yeah. Because um, you're not allowed to do loads of drugs when you're pregnant, apparently. <laughs> Shame that, shame. Um, and what else? 
that and then I had do you know the muscle mentors Probably yeah had, we talked about them last time yeah so I had a really good chat with Luke about training to failure because unsurprisingly I was uh, he was talking about all the like in-depth biomechanics which is something that I think you would absolutely love whereas yeah. I don't really have never really been interested in biomechanics yeah but he did convert me on the weekend he converted me and I'm pretty interested in it now in reserve or oh, like, no, I kind of liked that you. but I guess more some of the exercise adaptations that he promotes or suggests and I think he put it in a way that was more nuanced than what I've seen his work before and I was like yeah actually I think we probably are on the same page but especially in regards to training to failure what do you mean that he converted you I don't understand what you mean well I was always a bit like for general population clients I don't think that biomechanics is that important and he was like and and I always thought that what he was doing was like overcomplicating something and almost putting barriers up to exercise for people like you can't do it exactly like this and think about the torques that put on this joint and this muscle and this then it, I was like that's overcomplicating things where actually if people just moved almost in any way they're going to get these huge benefits yeah. which totally like was what I was seeing from my lens but isn't what he's saying at all which is usually what it comes down to when you actually have a discussion with someone face to face they're like oh yeah that's not what I'm saying that was just your interpretation of it, which I had obviously interpreted wrong. So what specifically was it retraining to failure? Um, I think my, 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 I guess, question to him was, is it necessary and is it appropriate for new trainers or for like more general population? And then something we agreed on is that training to failure looks very different for different people. Yeah. But I guess a really good point that he made and kind of fits with a lot of the hit research as well is that if you train to failure, you need to do a hell of a lot less. So there's incredible research around strength gains where you do one set to failure. Yeah. And they show equal strength gains to people that are doing three sets. And, and that's that's pretty freaking incredible. And when you're looking at health outcomes for people, we know that strength is important. We know that VO2 max is important. We know that insulin sensitivity is important. And all of those can be achieved with really minimal amounts of training. Like you're talking about, I think the strength work was like 16 minutes for a gym session. And the research that I've seen around HIIT training was two times 10 minute workouts a week. So you're looking like if no one can then give the excuse of, I don't have time to exercise. Like you absolutely do. So yeah, that was quite interesting. That is interesting. I don't know if I follow them or not. I'm not sure. Anybody who is um, really into uh, the strength training goals, obviously we're talking to Donna about it this morning. Um, anybody who really is here with a specific strength goal, as in like you're doing like real kind of tapered um, cycles and you're really aiming to, to kind of beat your one rep max over time, um, you should listen to the 3DMJ podcast because they talk about, I mean, obviously they're all different. You've got like Alberto Nunez, who's really straight up bodybuilder, but then you've got, um, you've got people like, um, what's his name? <sighs> My brain is just completely gone again. Um, who, Emma, name the 3DMJ coaches for me. Is Brad Schoenfeld a 3DMJ coach? Yeah, no. Brad Schoenfeld's yeah. a, a 3DMJ coach. Um, uh, Eric Helms is obviously one of the best like strength and conditioning coaches at the moment he's like 
I think he's working with the All Blacks. And yeah, and, and if you're really into that, they always cross over in terms of everything you can think of from like tracking to deload weeks to getting stronger for bodybuilding to getting stronger for strength goals to different approaches to training and it's it's just a really nice podcast to listen to loads of different men who specialize in loads of different areas all around lifting in some way shape or form kind of break down their thoughts and their approaches they're all fantastic coaches as well um, from like a coaching standpoint on why they do certain things with certain clients and what the goals are and how to optimize your training, how to optimize your physique. And it's not for everyone. I think I would guess a lot of people would find it pretty fucking boring. But like I say, for someone like Donna, I mean, right up your street, babe, you'd love it. I would say it's one of the best ones out there for you. Agreed. Um, okay. Do we have anything on the live and I'll get the question. Um, just Sam saying, love it when you guys get your geek on, which is lucky. <laughs> And also asking, could you get this muscle guy <laughs> on the podcast when you go back to doing the podcast? Yeah, when all the 17,000 really keep... You don't have that much on. <laughs> I will, I am going to come Do something back. with all this spare time that you have instead of just lazing around. I've just realised that like... I, I'm in a place right now where I'm trying to like shift and there's so many shifts happening in my life and I'm trying to shift with it do you know what I mean and I'm, instead of like staying stuck in one place and stressing about not shifting and like the podcast is just one of those things that I was like it just has to go I pay so much money as well to do it every week and I organize all the guests and I like and who all are amazing as Emma will tell you like they all come on and they give their time and they do it just to do it and it's like so lovely but it just got to a point where it was like okay I need to I need to pause this while I sort some shit out <laughs> I agree with that I think one it just it's not a priority for you at the moment but two because it's done so well mm. you could do it now but you wouldn't have like the brain capacity or time to do I it I can't even speak it's at the moment <laughs> I can't have conversations like people try I, I felt so bad yesterday I went to go pick up Bertie and one of our really good friends was like looking after Bertie and she was like talking to me and talking to me talking. and the time was planned in the end I just looked at her I was like I have to go <laughs> like I know it's awful but like I can't it's really hard to communicate and like I, I've been doing loads of research on baby brain it's like a fully legitimate thing and I'm just like I can't handle this cerebral conversation like our lives are like maxing me out <laughs> Well, yeah, it's knowing yourself and knowing when to push yourself as well. So I think keeping the podcast as incredible as it is and then doing it when you're ready. Agreed. Thanks, thanks, thanks. <laughs> thanks for the support. <laughs> Do we have anything else? Just Kerry saying, hello, Bebez. Hey, Kerry. Oh, Kerry posted, did you see that photo she posted of herself on Instagram and the in her PJs on the sofa with her big belly out. And I was like, I just want to come in for a cuddle so bad. Little spoon. Yeah, I so do. Although we wouldn't really, it wouldn't work. There's yeah, how no would the spoon work? No, it just wouldn't. No. It just wouldn't work. Okay. Okay, we do have a question now. Oh, go on. Becky, afternoon, ladies. Just a quick thank you to you all. I've been absolutely loving the EC method and this group just makes it. So I've signed up to round two and listened to the grads podcast. Some fantastic info there. But what blew my mind was Chloe's Lion King quotes. <laughs> Can we have more of these as a matter of urgency, please? Thank you so much. I was going to say, what grads podcast? And then I remembered we did one specifically for the grads. 
sometimes you guys get all butt hurt and we're like, oh, we need to cater to you. <laughs> it's such a good little reset, I think. Yeah, it is. It absolutely, but by the end of, oh my God, for the people coming back between rounds, it's a really fucking good thing to do. Yeah, I'll bring back more Lion King quotes if my brain can recall them. Yes. <laughs> Basically, got amnesia. Um, is that the right word? <laughs> Honestly. I don't even know either. <laughs> okay, so Natalie. Uh, oh, no, no, no. This is, it's too old and it's about her going away for the weekend. <laughs> you know, I don't know why I started from the top. I need to start from the bottom. Like Drake. Oh. see there you go back on it yeah there we go drake is still fresh in my mind okay lucy martin hi gorgeous clemmer as i creep ever closer to achieving my fat loss goal all thanks to the ec method i find myself having more and more specific physique goals i hope that this isn't too silly of a question but will i always get better results via weighted home workouts over and above banded workouts as I have heard both referred to as resistance training. The reason I asked is that before joining the EC method, I was really enjoying doing yoga burn, which is essentially, oh, I have the funniest story to tell you, <laughs> which, which is essentially all the basic principles of yoga, but with the incorporation of a resistance band for each workout. I know that you both say it's important to, ex to do exercise that you enjoy. So I'm really trying to balance this um, against achieving the best results that I possibly can. Many thanks in advance for all of your help. And I also really love following you both on Instagram. Oh, thanks Lucy. Um, okay, so resistance training, think of it like this, is anything where you're up against resistance to move. That's it, that's resistance training. So you could do it with body weight, your body against gravity, like push-ups, for example, would be resistance training. You can do it with free weights, like a bicep curl. You could do it with cables, like a, a, a lap pull down. Um, you could do it with resistance bands. Anything basically that falls into that bracket um, is classed as resistance training. Now, is resistance training better than not resistance training is a broad kind of umbrella. Yes, it is, because essentially it's forcing you to put stimulus on the muscle to then micro, micro tear the muscle to then repair, to grow muscle. And then we know what happens is that you, <laughs> this is me trying to talk, it's so difficult. <laughs> we know that what happens is you uh, are really ensuring your body in terms of your longevity of life and decreasing all cause mortality. So is it all great? Yes, it's all great. Now, is it fair to say that you should ideally progress through different forms of resistance training as you get stronger to continue to have the desired effect of course so where you might start with body weight you then move on to resistance bands you then move on to you know dumbbells or kettlebells you would then move on to free weights um etc etc and the reason why is because your as your muscle grows and you get stronger um, and hypertrophy and strength adaptations occur you need to keep you know challenging yourself in order to keep that stimulus occurring so if you are in a position now where you would consider yourself you know somebody who is strong enough to go into a gym gym space in a weight room and lift real weights is it optimal for you to be doing resistance band stuff no it's not um are resistance bands great yes they fucking are they're fantastic are there better ways for you to be getting your resistance training in 
absolutely. Um, that would be my opinion. I'm really, really sorry. I can't speak, Emma. <laughs> I think that was brilliant. Oh, thanks. Babe. That was articulated very well. But yeah, I think often we put too much emphasis on like the mode in which we're creating that tension. And remember that like your muscle doesn't have like a brain and eyes and stuff. Like it doesn't know <laughs> if you're lifting a dumbbell or a barbell or resistance band or your own body weight. And I mean, to say something like, dumbbells are better than body weight well it kind of depends like actually if you're doing bench press with six kilogram dumbbells then actually doing a push-up is probably going to be better stimulus than doing six kilogram dumbbell press so there's not necessarily a better or worse it does it does kind of depend but generally like I agree with Chloe you most of the resistance band work depending I guess on some certain exercises like band pull-aparts are quite good Mm -hmm. generally I kind of like them more than reared out flies for with dumbbells. Um, but yeah, most most things like you like them more though than with cables. I would say similar because sometimes I think this is this is more to do with the cable machine, but you know, when you put the cable machine so low that you can do reared out flies with them yeah. without like basically getting your whole body involved. So you're actually yeah. using your reared outs. It's so low that the long thing the the whatever it is the pole like rattles a little bit and you know what I don't like that okay <laughs> so yeah I do want the band you like the cross pulls though yeah that's what I mean like when when the weight when you've got like I don't know the three kilogram weight or like whatever it is like right the top weight sometimes that long thing is too long and it like rattles not about <laughs> I hate it when they don't oil the assisted machine and then you end up pulling more weight than and it's meant to be assisting you and I'm like I will fucking kill you machine yeah anyway carry you know, on. some machines just like feel so good and then other ones there's like there's something yeah it's not, it's not yeah it doesn't feel like an easy range anyway carry on sorry I interrupted you no I think I think I think I've made my point like as long as think, your muscles think, can't sense what you're using they just sense that there is a strain on them and they react to that tension on the muscle yeah if if you can create more tension on the muscle with a band then the band is better it's just that the likelihood is you can't no I agree with Emma it's it's she's completely right it's exercise specific and it's not as she said like a perfect example of that is like a baby dumbbell chest press or a push-up baby Um, (laughs) baby dumbbell chest press or a push-up is a perfect example we all know what's going to be harder well anyone that's done both knows what's going to be harder um and we always say this as well especially in lockdown like some of the body weight workouts that even we've got on the ec method now are far harder in so many ways in terms of like your fitness and your your um physical strength with your body and ability ability to really use your body and, and seamlessly are far fucking harder than some of the weighted workouts and it's absolutely fair to say that's because it is exercise specific but you know t- on the other side of the coin for example a body weight squat versus a goblet squat versus a barbell squat we all know where you're going to struggle more so you're right emma it, there's a time and a place and resistance bands are fucking fantastic to take with you and to do certain things with and i do actually agree in terms of like pull stuff really good and you know you can't even do really pull any pull body weight anything so you kind of need them um but I mean, you know, if some of the best lifters in the world were to just go straight up resistance band training for the next few months, would would they would they be pretty pissed off they did it? Yeah. <laughs> Probably not the best idea. 
Okay, Gemma. Hey, after a bit of advice about tiredness, feel exhausted and have actually felt sick the last few workouts I've done. Not fun trying to get off the gym floor in time. Any ideas why I felt I was go- going so good and then this week, at week six, I'm knackered. I think, so, I mean, questions back to you because usually, and I don't want it to just seem so obvious, but usually the most obvious answer is the right answer. So the most obvious things we think about here is what, what else is going on in your life? Do you have other life stress going on? And how have you been sleeping? Because that's going to be the most likely reason that you're tired. And it's very easy to think, oh, it must be the training. But if the training hasn't really tra- changed for six weeks and you've been feeling pretty great for six weeks, but this week is different, it's probably something else because that the training stimulus hasn't changed or the workouts haven't, well, they might've changed slightly, but they haven't significantly changed. So I would have a look at what else is going on. Yeah, I think it's really normal to turn to your coaches and be like, hey guys, why do I feel tired? But flip it on its head. Imagine if we, if I turned to you or Emma, because obviously I'm pregnant, so there's probably a reason why. And I'm always like, hey babe, I'm feeling really tired. What is it? You'd be like, I mean, and I think this is really, really normal, you know, and I, while I really appreciate that people think that we're all seeing all knowing things, <laughs> we're certainly fucking not. Like typical culprits tend to be obviously <laughs> lack of sleep, um, menstrual cycle, are you premenstrual? Um, any kind of really hormonal changes, any kind of physical or mental stress, um, which could be anything from stress at work, stress at the fat, stress with the family, um, and or <clears throat> physical stress, in, including overtraining. Maybe it's time for you to pull back for a week and just hit sex maybe and I actually think you know what that might might help you know just for the time being just maybe even doing five days of no workouts nailing steps either nailing calories or coming up a couple hundred calories to kind of help you help your body kind of let go of any potential physical stress that it's holding on to and really focusing on sleep and I say this and I I hate saying it because it just sounds like such an ignorant presumptuous thing to say but do you have a day or two in, in the next 10 days coming up where you can get a lion, ask your husband to take the kids, ask your parents to take the kids, take the morning off work. Like, you know, it's, it is important, you know, mental health and hormonal health and sleep are all tied in to each other. And it is important. And I know that people are like, oh, it's such a luxury. And it's like, to a point, it is such luxury to always get great sleep or to consistently be able to focus on it. Every now and again, if you're struggling, you need to tackle it. Yeah, I know we always come back to this, but you cannot pour from an empty cup. Like you taking that half day off or, you know, taking some time to actually look after yourself or listen to your body and be like, you know what? I'm going to take a bit of a deload week this week, not because it's been programmed in, but because I can feel that I need it. Yeah, That's looking after yourself. That means that you come back better. That means you can give more to other people as well. Yeah. So yeah, yeah don't see it as like, I think some people are averse to it because it's a selfish thing. And like one it's not selfish and two if you need to think about it like that then think about it in the fact that you can give more to others when you have more energy exactly okay um Gemma's saying actually sleeps like I sleep like a baby but maybe stress seemed a big change and frustrating because I love working out so much and couldn't do you know what pardon it happens. You're not yeah. always going to have a good workout session week, fortnight. It doesn't, you're going to have sessions where you shit. We talk about this all the time. Like, I, feel, I don't know why. I film a lot of my workouts and then I don't care. I should put them on Instagram. But I have a really bad session and it's like, 
but you're not going to hit PBs every week, every month. You know, you're not going to always feel energized or mobile. Sometimes I just have really stiff sessions and it happens, you know, and it is frustrating, but you just kind of just park it and get on with it. Like it'll come back and yeah, deload will, will help. Sorry, Emma, I interrupted you again. Carry on. <laughs> no, I agree. I think I think you can read into so much of this stuff so like way too much. Like, oh, I've had a bad session. That must mean that something is wrong. Actually, it's completely normal to have bad sessions every couple of sessions or, you know, every six weeks for you, which is which is maybe, you know, why you're surprised by it, because you've no, never ex- experienced this over the last six weeks, but it's actually really, really common. Yeah. Okay. Um, Charlotte, hi both. Out of interest, is it okay to do one push workout for the gym from the previous program and then the rest of the new one, the grads gym workouts, or do you have to have them all from the same program? I, In an ideal world, I would have them all from the same program because I've split them in a way that hits all body parts within that program. So if you're taking one workout from one program and one from another, they'll be similar, but it won't work exactly the same. Like they're programmed as a group of four. So if you could, I would keep them together. Unless there's a specific reason, like the other one works better around your injury or I don't know. It's not the end of the world, but it wouldn't be my preference. Okay, Tajal, hey ladies. Emma, I know we have been chatting about this, but I've decided to move the goal of bodybuilding slash bikini competition to early 2023 awaiting dates instead of this year as I'm in the USA, Route 66 for a month in August. Oh. Did not give me enough time for November. That would be I'm amazing. I'm so fucking jealous. My head's going to explode. And also you need to not be dieting. Like don't go, that's a once in a lifetime thing like if you if you go put on some weight we'll just help you when you get back like the likelihood is you'll be eating pretty highly cal- caloric foods 100% and enjoying yourself and that is absolutely fine and the the amazing thing about excess energy also known as body fat is that it fluctuates and you've proven to yourself that you can lose body fat so now if you put a little bit on you can then take it back off again like it's not a big deal exactly and i honestly swear to god cannot think of a more likely to be high in calories holiday than that but and you have to embrace it that's part of the joy of doing a fly drive across america like that's incredible also sorry what i'm not involved in this conversation do a bikini competition how when where what when did this come back can somebody (coughs) through this well, I mean, that's the crux of it. She wants to do a bikini competition. When? Um, early 2023. And I have had the chat of like, how much do you want that? Because I guess the way I like to frame it is 99.99% of our clients on the EC method, the way that we coach, like the whole ethos is compromise, not sacrifice. As soon as you commit to doing a competition, it's there will be sacrifice involved in that. It's not, you can't compromise your way to show prep. Like the whole point is sacrificing and I actually remember and I rate her so much for saying this Carly Thornton do you know who that is yeah of course she's IFBB pro like she's crazy but like one of my really good mates in the industry I love her I've been forever she's she's so good you guys would get on so well um she was once asked about like life balance and she was just like oh no (laughs) no (laughs) 
if you're prepping like that you didn't have life balance like that's not the point of it like it is an extreme the whole point is that you are pushing your body to the absolute extreme that does mean and I'm not saying that might mean like that does mean that other areas of your life will have to be sacrificed for that period of time if that's enough if you want that enough to do that absolutely commit to that goal but I would just go in with the expectation of that I mean yes to everything that Emma just said that is like a real that's that is a yeah that is a sacrifice 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 all day every day and I can't lie the kind of thing that gets me and probably Emma very excited both if we were doing it personally and as coaches and I think I've got two bikini girls now at the moment and like one of them's in like off season and one of them's like really far out from prep I think she's like 30 weeks out from show day and I honestly like you have to preface everything you say with like this is because of the goal this is because of the goal but it's no joke but it's also like such a fun rewarding incredible thing to do and look you know I know loads of friends who've done it once and been like I'd never do it again the majority I would say who've done it now would never fucking do it again it was way too much but like they did it and they know and they got up there and they competed and it's amazing. And then, you know, people who get the bug and they become completely obsessed with it and that's fine too. But like, I'm so into this. I so, can somebody please bring me into this conversation so I can watch? Yeah, tag, tag Chloe in the thread. You um, were probably tagged at some point, but anyway. It, if, if it might've been Chloe Madeley, not Haskell. Yeah, it's a problem guys, stop doing that. It's not your fault, it's my fault. But yeah. I'm asking you to please stop doing that. <laughs> um anyway she says in terms of training should I start now building muscle uh would I just train as normal with a focus on failure and progression still four times a week or move up to five times any advice would be greatly appreciated I wouldn't move up to five times you you won't get better results from that actually what's so so important is the recovery phase so if you're trying to build muscle like you need to make sure that you're optimizing recovery so on top of you know, doing what you're doing now, really focusing on progression, really focusing on lifting to failure, really focus on your recovery. Like that's where I would be changing things. Like make sure that you're getting in enough sleep and, and take that seriously, like as seriously as you're training. Like my bedtime now is half past 10 or 10 o'clock or whatever. I'm going to make sure that I get seven to eight hours sleep every single night because mm-hmm. that's when you grow muscle in the recovery. Like the training is just the stimulus outside of that is when you build muscle so you need to make sure that recovery is on point that your nutrition is on point that you're taking those things really seriously if you want to do this well you have to approach it like you're an athlete which means that you know it's not just the one hour a day that you're in the gym it's actually the 24 hours a day that you're awake that you're making sure that you're in like an optimal position to be adapting to that training stimulus and to be going into the gym like in the right headspace well fueled well rested you know really focusing on what you're going to lift like this is something I was speaking to Luke about as well like he works with more competition prep type people and he was like how it's so important like your mindset coming into the gym or even the environment that you're in and actually sometimes if you're in a new environment you don't lift as heavy because the environment's different and it's nothing to do with the fact that you're not as strong necessarily like and, and all these things like the bell curve of optimal level of arousal and like how how well you're rested and ready to train and where your head's at and where your focus is at all that kind of becomes important as well um to Giles was saying I will only do it once want to see how far I can push my body it's a cool goal Mm. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I completely agree with Emma. You now is now is absolutely how many how when did she twenty twenty three? What month twenty twenty three? Early twenty twenty three waiting dates. Early twenty twenty three, and then when does she go on her, her route sixty six? For a month in August. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree with Emma. Uh, you, you can do five days a week if you want to of training. If if you feel like you're you you're at that level and your body can handle that, but Emma's completely right. Going into the gym, and I'm not kidding. Like every single session you go in, every single lift that you do, every single rep that you do, using I mean, really using mind to muscle connection. Really thinking about the muscle that you're trying to train, that you're trying to grow. Visualization will be hugely helpful in that. Taking it really seriously, making sure you are nailing your protein intake making sure that you, as Emma said, you're hitting failure or, you know, if, if you feel like you are at that quite advanced level now, like one to two reps in reserve, really good idea, pushing yourself really fucking hard regardless. Um, and Emma's right. This is a 24 hour goal. You come out the gym and you felt like I say, you focus on your sleep, you focus on your recovery. Yeah. Then there will likely be times as well when, as you start doing this, that you might need to go see a, a physio, for example, that you might pick up some niggles and some twinges and you need to deal with them. Um, and yeah, not fucking around things that need to probably start to be, taper down would be alcohol intake, for example, like not uh, any, anything and everything that might stand in the way of that, um, muscle protein synthesis occurring as optimally as possible and yeah you also need to start thinking about when the when the kind of prep in terms of the, the fat loss prep would begin um which i would say you probably i would say 24 weeks out is probably a good idea um let me think so yeah well you also need to consider hugely it's not just about getting in shape like if and this depends like if you're doing it to get in shape fine but I actually probably I would probably just do a photo shoot if you're doing it to do well on stage there's so much more that goes into it and like I'm I'm not a prep coach so like I'm not the person to talk about this but your t-walk which bikini you should wear how you should pose, which competent so this is another massive consideration and again Chloe might be able to advise you, but I certainly don't have any expertise here. Which category to enter mm-hmm. with which federation? Mm-hmm. I have no clue because I uh, don't. Really... I don't take my clients up to show date because of that. Because things like and everything else, tan, hair, makeup, bikini cut, bikini color, shoes, as Emma said, posing routine, nailing your fucking posing routine, which again, you should be doing really like every day like you should start practicing it at least a couple months out and that's when I that's when I step back and I and I'm not involved anymore because that's not so I don't compete it's that simple and it can I just so I just want to add because this is very important to me if you do get a prep coach run it past us first because there are some really bad and I mean like sexual assault level bad or harassment level bad prep coaches and lots lots I want to make sure one it's not that and two it's someone that actually cares about your long-term health after so they can spot the signs of do you know what your relationship with food is being impacted and it's not worth you getting in shape for and there are some really ethical coaches who have great morals that will be like I'm going to pull you because this isn't worth it and 
we're going to stop here that's the kind of coach that you want so if if you are going to get a prep coach and if you want to take this seriously I probably would recommend that you do um someone who's not scared to change the 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 competition say you're not ready yet we're not doing it of like going board towards trying to force you to be ready inside of five weeks which is fucking ridiculous or who's not going to be like just take some clan yeah exactly oh and also i would say just have in your mind you want this goal you want to do it but having in your mind like if it doesn't work i will do a photo shoot for example like you know it's meant to be fun you're meant to be really into it and if it starts to get to that point and obviously some anxiety and nervousness it's a competition it's a real fucking competition some anxiety is normal but you might find that you get to, to towards that show day and be like, actually, I've, I don't want all this hard work to go to waste, but actually I'm not sure about this. In which case there's loads of options. Like I say, moving the show day or changing the end goal, like doing a photo shoot, doing, and I can help, I can certainly help you with that. I would say 50% of my clients are doing photo shoot preps, they're fitness models, physique models, of some way, shape or form doing it for some reason or another. Um, so yeah so I can definitely help you if that ends up happening but I fucking love this Pajal and I'm so into it and I feel like you're just gonna smash it I agree it's very exciting okay Holly hey I've heard you saying resistance training benefits bone health and just wondering if you could elaborate on this a few years ago I had an extremely overactive thyroid which had a huge impact on health of a prolonged on my health for a prolonged period sorry I had a bone density scan and was told I had osteopenia, but nothing really came of it. I take vitamin D and calcium supplements, not not out of, sorry, out of choice, not prescribed. (laughs) I can't read. And I'm keen to do everything and anything I can to limit the impact this may have on my future health. One, brilliant. You're doing like all of the right things. Those supplements are perfect. Two, so resistance training can help. It's not like a cure all, but these are like what you're, what you're doing at the moment is everything that you can do. So I wouldn't like, don't stress about something that you can't control because you are already doing all the right things. Basically she had, I don't know if you heard that. I had, yeah. Anything to add? No, no. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah, you're doing everything right. So try not to stress about it. Um, where are we Colette so oh so excited for round two feel like it will be an 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 adaptive stage for me as I transition from fat loss to maintenance for physique goals exciting times oh that is very exciting times we're so proud of the amount of people that move on to maintenance because that is like we always say this but that is the, the end goal like fat loss is the first stage and then maintaining that fat loss that's the successful diet part like that's the part that proves that this was a success and it's not just another eight weeks shred or like another time that you lost weight and then put it back on like we want this to be the last time that you have to go through that 100 percent, i love that it's, it's, it's such a it's such a coup for both the client and the coach and it is such a cool cool thing about the ec method it's like our rate of turnover from like fat loss to maintenance is fucking amazing. Agreed. Okay, dealing with plantar fasciitis. I can't say this. Fasciitis. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Great word for both of us, actually. <laughs> um, any tips? I've dropped my steps from twelve thousand to eight thousand. Unfortunately, I might need to take more of a break from steps. Yes, there's loads that you can do. 
So if, if steps are causing a problem, anything that like, I mean, doesn't aggravate your plantar fasciitis, <laughs> whether that's cycling, whether maybe you could do a cross trainer, maybe you could go swimming, like you just need to get a little bit more creative with the way that you're expending energy, but it doesn't need to be steps. Like any way of expending energy will expend energy, obviously. And also, you know, for health reasons, we always talk about 8,000 steps for health, but you know, it could be swimming it might be being on the bike like it's the energy expenditure component of that as opposed to steps being inherently beneficial yeah james used to suffer from this really badly and i think in the end it's the reason why he he ruptured his um toe ligament but essentially uh getting up in the morning and and you can get these little um rolly things that you roll the um the sole of your foot on to try and to try and help basically it's kind of like self-physio self-treatment um and insoles as well just to really help and that's just two lifestyle things you can do but emma's right finding some form of cardio that you can do um after your after your lifting sessions you know that it doesn't aggravate it and that could be anything from i think james really liked doing the rower um ski erg, swimming anything you know that kind of keeps you uh in like a neutral position with your foot so it doesn't aggravate it um is really good but yeah you don't need to I, emma always says this and i always say this you know steps are a fantastic way for us and an easy way for us to measure your output like we said last time about tracking calories but it's not the only option though if you don't want to track we do have other options <laughs> is it going to be slightly harder for us yeah but can you do it 100 of course you can and how bad would it be at our jobs if it was like a one size fits all thing and the same goes for neat um if you if you can't do the step thing and we've got loads of clients that can't for various reasons we'll give you something else and, we'll, and we will monitor it and we'll quantify it so like I said, you know, starting out with like 20 minutes of your chosen cardio um, post-workout and monitoring it from there. And so, you know, that and that was what people did for a very long time before people really understood how great meat was to quantify and to track. Um, they just did cardio post-lift every week. And if it wasn't working, they upped it or they, they reduced calories. It's just an equation. It's a very simple equation. And how the tools with which you execute that equation are of many. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're up to date on the live. Oh no, Anki's just saying that she's so excited for Tajal and can't wait to follow the journey on Instagram. I know, me too. It's so cool. I'm also, it's been so long now since I've had like a real physique goal. I'm already really excited about popping out my sprog, letting my body just live in its ruined state for a while and then having a goal again. <laughs> I'm so excited. It translates to all areas of your life. Like, I mean, even just talking about it just then, I'm like, oh, I kind of miss that level of discipline of like, I need to do this, this, and this, but it's not for me anymore. But then I've got different goals. So yeah. Actually, we moved. Yeah. I think it makes sense that we started there. And we're lucky, I think, that when we were never like bikini competitors. So I think a lot of them get stuck there. When they had they could potentially have the opportunity to move forward and flourish, they kind of get stuck. And I think because we never did it, we didn't get stuck and we move forward and the goals obviously organically really change. And again, full circle back to what we were saying to Tajal, this is not like you can have five goals at once goal. Like competing is the goal. That's it. That is literally it. And then trying to maintain what semblance of a life you can <laughs> while you do it. You can't do what Emma and I have chosen. Like take the path that we've chosen to do and do that. You just can't. Yeah. Um, but that, you know, this is what makes it so 
fucking impressive and this is why like I know I get really pissed off when like people you know people are like oh it's so narcissistic like oh how good can I look it's like this is a real sport like don't take the piss this is dedication at its finest and it's incredible agree Claire uh, sorry Carrie's just saying buzzing for post prego goal I know right Carrie and Jess is asking will the February gym sessions be available next round I'm a big fan of them and really enjoy them um no they won't be on the app so you'll need to screenshot them if you want them I feel so bad when we have to say this but I've stopped trying to like I know I'm like how would we say it's a nice way but no and and just because well like no they won't be it just gets so confusing for people if there's more than one program I mean even two sometimes gets confusing for people but if we have like this is last blocks programming and now you have this and this and that like it's just too much on there um and it also slows it down yeah and you just you don't need it there's no rhyme or reason for it in the in the last 48 hours I think we've had two or three people be like hey like I'm not gonna stay on for the next round like do I get to keep everything and I remember back the first time I was like Emma what do I say and now I'm just like no (laughs) yeah I mean yeah (laughs) no (laughs) it's kind of how coaching works I guess yeah um okay I'm so hungry (laughs) (laughs) right we've got seven minutes of questions fine okay <laughs> oh so am I now that you've said that <laughs> well are you what's your meal du jour at the moment Emma what's your favorite thing that you're doing I ate a lot on the weekend because we ate out so much um oh, I'm just really enjoying a poached egg I know I love oh, veg benedict stop it yeah oh stop <laughs> okay wait um, is that the one with the ham yes you what you can do just quick eggs benedict hack for everybody <laughs> you can get it with ham which is what it is or you can ask it for crispy bacon and i highly recommend you do the latter oh see i really like is it florentine that's like on spinach spinach yeah that's florentine yeah that's me so good so good okay every time i've tried to make hollandaise sauce though i have just completely but it's like the bane of my life I what is it mayonnaise that. and no, it's eggs, butter, and like lemon. And it's really hard to get it to not curdle. I, yeah, I wouldn't even consider making something like that. <laughs> Buy it. I try and then I, I get really into like cooking and then I give up something that pisses me off like beef wellington or hollandaise sauce, something. I can do a poached egg though. So I'm proud of that. Oh, a good poached egg is, mm, yeah. Kerry's just saying, I'm cooking pesto peas and pancetta with some penne as we speak, only eating stuff that begins with P. <laughs> that's a nice, that's a nice way of doing it. Oh, is it We've had this discussion before about like which shape of pasta is the best, haven't we? Yeah, fusilli for me is the best. Oh, what? Mine's the bow tie. Yeah, that's fusilli. Oh, Wait, right. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 that's not fusilli. Fusilli's the... Um, the swirl, bar- isn't it? Uh, yeah fuck the bow tie is oh somebody help us before my head explodes I love these things because we always get messages from people being like I was shouting at the podcast being like it's Pirates of the Caribbean you're talking about so if anyone knows what a bow tie I also quite like the shells which probably it's um con I can't even say this word con chig glee 
Yeah, uh, bow tie pasta name. Real oh, no, name. Apparently it's Fafarelli. Yeah, Farfalli, that's it. How do you say it? Farfalli. Farfarelli. I used to read it like that as well. Farfalli. Farfalli. It means butterfly oh. in Italian. Oh, yeah, that's me. That's my fave. Obviously, Brits were like, it looks like a bow tie. And Italian's <laughs> like, oi, dickheads, it's meant to be a butterfly. <laughs> Ruin I know how Brits like, oh, Americans butcher our language. Everyone else in Europe is like, oh, Brits butcher our language. Yep. Okay, Suzanne. Not a question, but thank you. A couple of weeks ago, I felt like I wasn't doing much due to my shoulder arc recovery. And you said to concentrate, concentrate on what I can do. Steps and nutrition have got me four kilograms down in six weeks. Definitely feel like I'm achieving something now. See? That's so impressive, especially See? with an injury. See, and we say this all the time. I just had a one-to-one client say to me this morning, like, oh, I sprained my ankle and I couldn't hit steps and I couldn't do low body. So I came away from tracking and I was like, no, what the hell? <laughs> no. <laughs> I specifically said, when I'm away for a week, don't any of you decide to just stop tracking. <laughs> oh my god um but this is it proof guys like obviously we want you guys to work out for all the reasons that we talk about all the time we're not going to go into it if you have a fat loss goal and you can't train for a week or two weeks or a month does that mean you can't still make progress on route to your results does it fuck like there's still so many boxes you can tick and why why would you throw the baby out with the bathwater when you can still get there and i i think also there's there's an element of I wanted to throw the baby out with the bathwater so that I could quote unquote, take a break. And all that's indicative of is that you're doing this in a way too restrictive, way too pressurized way. And again, we can, we can lead you like a radiator. We can take that pressure off. We can pull you away from it without you losing all the progress that you've made. You just have to tell us and and be self-aware. If you're thinking I kind of wanted to fall off the wagon, tell us because that's a sign that we need to have a chat with you about your approach and potentially really ease up on the range for you for a period of time, which is fine. Mm. Yeah, I agree. And then sometimes I think, sometimes I think almost the opposite of, you know, it's not the plan that needs to change. It's your mindset around yeah. it. Cause it's not, you know, 1600 calories, even for the same person with the same expenditure, depending on how you're thinking about it can seem really restrictive or, can actually seem really freeing depending on if you're telling yourself that you have to do this or you're taking an approach of like I get to do this such a different mindset and such different approach and I think it is funny when you when you try and be really logical and rational about these things you're like oh yeah well if this is my goal if my goal is fat loss and I can no longer exercise surely all of the other non-negotiables become more important not less important like rational you says that whereas like the kind of illogical perfectionist mindset you is like well if I can't do the exercise there's absolutely no point doing anything it's like well actually no that becomes more important because you know same with protein people are always like I'm not going to the gym no point taking protein I'm like there's even more point eating protein because you now can't stimulate muscle protein synthesis via exercise in the same way that you could but you can still make the most of the nutritional stimulation so make sure that you still are still eating protein but Anyway, you've done incredibly well, Suzanne. Incroyable. I am so impressed, Suzanne. Well done. Okay. Paula Nicole Holt. Hi, ladies. This is my second round and I'm absolutely loving it. 
I've been following you both for ages now. And while I do follow other coaches and fitness gurus too, what has continued to keep me drawn to the pair of you is your no frills. Frills? <laughs> frills or frills? I've obviously been saying that wrong my whole life. Your no frills, honest approach to a much healthier lifestyle. Since I've Wait, always- have you written thrills as in like thrilling or... F- no, no, I've always been said thrills. She's written it properly and I've just realised I've been saying it wrong. So. But, are you, it, but are we talking about like it's not thrilling or are we talking about no she, frills on the side of a dress? Yeah, she's saying your no frills as in it's not frilly, like woozy. Okay, right, okay. <laughs> I'm like, oh fuck, my whole life I've been saying no frills as in like it's not exciting. I've clearly, clearly got wrong. So I just need to move on and pretend this isn't a thing and pretend it's never happened. Okay, well, we're all here to be educated. <laughs> Since I've joined, I've started journaling, I've developed incredible habits, and I feel like an overall much happier person. I'm still struggling a little bit with a binge restrict cycle because I'm a weekend wanker. <laughs> But as, I get, but as I keep telling myself, it's all about the baby steps. And I'm really hoping that I'm continuing this journey, trusting the process and continuing on with my growing healthy habits. It will result in the weekend wanker becoming more like a former part of myself. I wanted to thank you so much for helping me in all the ways that you have. Oh, that's so lovely and so well written. Anywho, on to my actual question now. Twice a week, I really enjoy doing 5K runs. It really helps me hit my weekly step target and I really enjoy getting outdoors. I've been reading about the MAF running method. The theory behind this is to build up your aerobic base so that your body can learn to run faster and faster at a lower heart rate. The training state for that month or so you are working on this method you should not undergo any anaerobic exercise or it will affect your overall results. What does that mean, in your opinion, for resistance training? Well, it means you shouldn't do it based on this method. Right, the MAF test. Oh, so the test. Wait, 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 wait. Let me finish and then read it because there's one more bit. I've read up on people undergoing MAF training as well as resistance training, and there is very conflicting advice. I'm not surprised. I can already hear Chloe saying, what's your overall goal, Paula? That should take precedent. Well, my goal is both, to be honest. I want to be able to lift heavy and I want to be able to increase my speed. What are your thoughts on this? Right, Emma, read. (laughs) Okay, well, I mean, my thoughts are you should definitely be resistance training. I will read this out, but like even for injury prevention, like all elite level marathon runners, resistance train. So that kind of blows that. But anyway, this says the MAF test is done by running five miles continuously on a track at your maximum aerobic heart rate. You should do a proper warm up before that. So it sounds like it's a test, not a, which makes a lot more sense to me. Um, Sorry, doing this test on a track eliminates variables such as hills and allows you to have the same course each time. So this looks to me, and I've not read enough about this to know if this is absolutely right, but what you're looking at is your, what people call, at least on a bike, your critical power. So it's basically the point right before you reach your, not your anaerobic threshold, but your lactate turning point is what people call it. Basically when, because you'll be working anaerobically at almost any level of doing anything so that's that's just a complete misunderstanding of how energy systems work 
but you'll continuously be producing lactate, which is a byproduct of anaerobic metabolism. But under this turning point, you also clear it. So you're reusing it and the oxygen allows you to do that. After this point, so you'll kind of know like when you start to get really, like when you're sprinting essentially and you get this horrible burning sensation, that's when lactate is building up. Marathon runners want to run at exactly the pace underneath that. So it sounds like this is what this test is. You want to be running it at the point at which you're not building up lactate because as soon as you do, your ability to continue exercise is finite, like very finite. <laughs> so you want to be, yeah, just below that. And that sounds what that's what that's talking about. But that would be a test. That wouldn't be how people train all the time. Yeah, so she says it's MAF training and it's saying don't um, conflict or I suppose um, don't bring in any anaerobic training to, into it. I agree with Emma. I, I know a few professional runners and endurance athletes and they all resistance train. And while I'm sure there is a method behind this, I in terms of energy systems, there will obviously be a justifiable method behind it. But in terms of your ability to run five miles, I mean, I, I would absolutely have you doing both. Plus you say that your goal is both. So you can hear me in your head saying, well, what's the goal? And if you're, and you say that your answer is both, well then don't cut either one out. Um, yeah, and you absolutely don't need to. You can train for endurance without having to do that. Like that's a very niche specific thing to have to do. And you don't need to do that in any way, shape or form. Yeah. I, I mean, I can see the benefit of getting used to running at that pace, like just yeah. below that point. Yeah. So I think maybe like I can see why that would be a useful thing to do but I don't understand why you you should then never be in your anaerobic or like you're basically exerting yourself over that point like doing resistance training I don't understand why you wouldn't do that I completely agree it doesn't it, I don't I can't figure it out I'm sure like I say I'm sure there's a good reason or theory yeah I'm sure there's a theory but then if you look at all elite level marathon runners and actually I I have uh excellent insight not from myself but I used to coach Paula Radcliffe's uh physiologist which is my biggest claim to fame ever you love that shit don't you oh I like my sports science head is like obsessed with that kind of stuff and this doesn't make much sense I love like the the critical power point and like the lactate turning point is, is really, really interesting. And for endurance athletes is basically, is so, so important, yeah. but I know endurance athletes and I know like elite level athletes that I know would not run at higher intensities than what they race at. Like, it doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense at all. Um, but yeah, I, yeah. It, I, let's just, Let's make it really, really open and shut simple. If the goal is both, continue to do both. You don't need to train in with that specific um, methodology or theory. There are plenty of ways for you to increase your speed, increase your endurance and become a better endurance athlete without doing that. So pick another one. Just pick another one and then you can do both. Um, okay, that's it. Awesome. Love you, bye. Love you, bye.